Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the Experience Matters podcast. I am thrilled to welcome my friend, mentor, and boss, Jerry Leisure, the CEO of Fishium Labs. Hello, and good day, Jerry. Hello, hello, Nate. Thanks for the opportunity to be part of the podcast and to spend some time together with you to talk about uh, customer experience, how it matters not only today, but also in the future. And where, you know, myself as a leader, as well as, as I've talked with other leaders around the industry, you know, think things are heading in the experience area and how it's kind of revolutionizing the way that we think about our customers, their engagement, and their long-term retention and stickiness with our products. So super excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Well said, and thank you. Yeah, so for, for our new listeners, this is your one, two, three punch to overcoming the most significant CX challenges that are out there. We'll focus on one specific issue, and we're going to give you three innovative solutions on how to ultimately overcome and think differently about that challenge. So our challenge today, a.k.a. the officium story, is how we can maximize the value of great CX. So, Jerry, would you mind telling us a little bit about this challenge statement? Yeah, so when I started in the industry kind of 20 years ago or so, one of the most difficult parts of the story for CX leaders was how do I demonstrate my value and my ROI based off the investment that the business is making in customer service? And so mm-hmm. you'll remember back in 20, 25 years ago that a lot of companies thought of customer service or customer experience as a cost rather than an ROI, return on investment, or a value, right? And so they they kind of went through this process of, hey, how do I mitigate this cost as much as possible? And that's when you saw in the late 90s, early 2000s, everybody wanted to go offshore yep, because they wanted to save money. Um, and then kind of slowly through the process, there are a couple companies that had some really negative experiences with that strategy. And largely, you know, a couple of the key reasons why are, one, uh, the customer wanted the customer service agent or the customer experience leader to actually understand who they were, Mm -hmm. and they wanted the person that they were talking to on the other side of the phone or the email or their chat to actually have used the product, understand the product, could relate with them. So that's kind of one area where you see some tension or tissue rejection of that. I think secondarily, when you think about the problem statement of just CX and CS overall and what you mentioned there is how do you then turn that in to not only customer services adding value or ROI, but then how does customer service actually drive long-term revenue, long-term value? Hmm. And so there, as the digitization of our software as well as our products started to happen throughout kind of 2009 to 2015, you started to see big data come on the scene where there was a lot of avenues to to kind of tie the customer experience with the overall value of that customer as they invest in the product Mm -hmm. or services. So when you think through some of these natural, you know, maturations or evolutions, you you start to see kind of some forefront leaders in a lot of spaces in the video game, and entertainment space where they're like, hey, actually, we have the data 
to tell us how to drive more value and deliver a greater experience. And then you have other thought leaders across other industries that may not yet have the big data component, but they're already ahead of the game and thinking like, hey, actually, experience matters. Experience is the future. So how do I talk to my executives, my C-staff, my power cores to be able to convince them and influence them in this way? So I think the, the overall problem statement is, is as we go into this world of big data and we have this opportunity to, to show how CS and CX drives value and revenue, how do we help people accomplish that, especially those that aren't accustomed to it, don't have the data set, don't have the mind share inside of their company? How can we help them be successful in that way? Love it. Well stated, Jerry. I mean, you have such a, a fascinating career with, with Monster, with Postmates, with Microsoft, You've got this technology. You have this customer service background. I mean, what what got you into customer experience in the first place? Well, I think for me, I was a university student, and I I couldn't pay the bills, uh, and so I was like, "Hey, I need to I need to get a job uh, to pay for my food, to pay for my tuition, and all of those types of things." And there's a company called Convergis, uh, mm-hmm. who's popular, Concentrics now, but a popular company that you know, did a lot of kind of college university jobs where, where I went to school. And, and they paid a good wage, and they did tuition reimbursement. And so I was like, hey, I like helping people. Why don't I go try to help people and get paid for it while I go to school? And so that's where I started off. As I, <clears throat> I started off there working on, on the phones, a little bit in telesales, a little bit in support, uh, with Microsoft, with other accounts, and so mm-hmm. forth. And so that's how I started, and that's how I kind of, this journey towards understanding my passion around CX and how we can transform CS and CX to drive value started with those those first calls of those customers of what are the problems they're facing? How do you talk to them? How do you engage with them? How do you help them get back to what they want, which is using the product that they bought in a meaningful way, right? And so that's where I kind of started my career off at. That's fantastic. And then fast forwarding the clock, you recently have the exceptional opportunity to begin your own company, Fishium Labs, which as I understand it with a quick Google, I think Officium means service in Latin. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. So the company's mantra is we want to not only service you know, our customers and our clients and help them be successful, but we also want to service our community and be part of kind of the larger ecosystem that exists around the world and looking at opportunities where we can drive value, you know, for our customers and our clients, but also bring value to the people that work for us or that work inside of our marketplace. So it felt very fitting uh, to use that Latin term of officium to represent the 360 kind of ecosystem view that we have to not only make it a better experience for customers, a better revenue opportunity for clients, but also a better livelihood opportunity for our workers. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love your heart on all this, Jerry. I just think it's so cool. It, it's very compelling. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing in the space. I just think it's really wonderful and cool and can't wait to see what's going to happen in these next couple of years. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. I think it's, we're in the building stage. We're trying to put together something that can be amazing uh, for the ecosystem. And there's a lot of bright people that work for us in the company, a lot of bright ideas. We have a host of advisory board members that come from large companies, small companies, game companies, entertainment companies that are helping us envision and dream about what that future is going to look like and how they can use their minds, their ideas, and their thought leadership to help us build that future 
that will work across those three prong areas to deliver success and value. So thanks for the thanks for the kudos, but really it's about hard work. It's about like-minded people coming together, people like you, people like other folks in our company, people that aren't even in our company yet that will one day join us in this mission just to help companies maximize their revenue through CX as well as improve people's lives through mm-hmm. great customer and entertainment experiences. So we're really excited about it. Great stuff. Well, this this problem statement, I think it's so pertinent and relevant. I mean, we, we've kind of moved beyond the mentality that we just need to cut cost, cut customer service costs. I mean, we're in the age of the customer. People know and understand that brands they want to work with, the really good, compelling brands, they're making an investment into CX, into customer service, and, and being capable of creating and designing an experience that, that's going to be excellent, that's going to be above expectations for many. And, and those are the brands that are just gobbling up market share right now. But still, it, it's crazy to me. We see this dynamic out there, and Bob Thompson and many of the others on Customer Think talk about over the last couple of years how we see so many customer experience professionals fail to be able to demonstrate value on their programs and on their initiatives. So it's like, wow, we know how critical this work is, and yet it's so difficult for us as CX professionals to prove and demonstrate the value. So I think we have some good answers today, Jerry, on how CX professionals can can equip themselves and to do that. So innovative solution number one, Jerry, this is yours, and this is talking about investing in customers in such a way that's going to cause that return to come back to you exponentially more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> first of all, like I want to dial back to a point that you made earlier and then kind of dive into the question. Yeah. I think that it's as CX kind of innovators, specialists, leaders, it's easy for us to kind of get down on ourselves when we can't deliver that value, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's super easy to say, oh, it's my fault. You know, I can't do it. I should be able to deliver this value. And so I'm doing something wrong, right? But the truth is, is it's an ecosystem issue, uh, right? So the, the power cores, you know, as many leaders in the sex industry talk about, um, are the decision makers. Mm-hmm. And they're the folks that are largely going to be the influencers that can help you, you know, move the needle on getting greater value, you know, from CX and understanding that value. Talking the language of those power cores, of those decision makers inside of your company is going to be super important. So a lot of times, you know, newer leaders or even leaders that are kind of established, uh, they, they kind of talk in old languages, Mm. to try to convince their leaders about ROI. They talk about SLA. They talk about CSAT. Right. They talk about value in that type of sense. But, but really the truth is, is we have to change that language and help these, these newer leaders or these established leaders uh, with old language mentalities to kind of change the language to a way that's kind of mutually beneficial for them and CS and CX as well as for their decision makers, right? Mm-hmm. And so one way that, that I found that you do that is you tie that customer satisfaction component to that value proposition. So in video games, we often talk about LTV, lifetime value. Mm-hmm. We talk about spend. We talk about playtime mm-hmm. and those areas and being able to tie that overall experience and that outcome with that value with the business, it makes it a lot easier for that power core decision maker to say, oh, actually, 
I should spend that million dollars in CX because I'm going to get a $3 million return or $4 million return, either in playtime value or in revenue or in virality of experience. So <clears throat> I think it's really important that those leaders don't get too down on themselves. They realize like they have a big picture that this is a transformation of the industry, not just a transformation of their company. And their company's kind of on different parts of that scale. Mm. And so it's important to identify where's my company at and then how do I move my company iteratively forward? You're not going to solve world peace or boil the ocean tomorrow, but how can I move them closer yep. to this value conversation? And I think that's the key component is understand the ecosystem, where you're at, and then how can you get to that point to understand that, lo that language that helps you experiment, helps you iterate, and then start to demonstrate that value to those decision makers. Love it. So well said. Having that common language, I think, is it's incredibly essential. And it segues into the point that I wanted to make. So innovative solution number two is around creating allies for the work of CX. And, and to use a Jean Blissism here, so her brilliant book, Chief Customer Officer 2.0, talks a lot about that power core, creating allies for CX work. It's been so instrumental for me as a practitioner to not come in with the mentality of everybody come and, and solve my problems as a CX professional. Here, here's the customer. Here's what we're trying to do. Now everybody needs to get on board or else. Instead, it's, it's shifting the mentality of, wow, you, know, you have some big challenges, IT manager. You've got a significant thing you're trying to accomplish services manager. Here's how customer experience can make that possible for you. Here's how when we serve customers well and we do these things together from an end-to-end -end customer journey perspective, that your life becomes better and easier. And, and we can do these things together. So it was just a total mental shift for me of instead of trying to force everybody to honor and respect CX, it was me just politely coming in and guiding them to the reality of when we do this together, everybody wins, including and especially our customer. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that's the approach. I mean, I, I think that sometimes, you know, by accident, CS and CX professionals accidentally become victims, right? Hmm. They wow. think that, hey, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. If the business doesn't want to listen to me, that's not my fault. You know, wow. and they get frustrated. There's tension and anxiety and so forth. And, and I understand where that comes from. But the reality is if you think of your business or your product kind of as a, as a ship or as a bus or well-oiled machine, CX and CS is a component of that, right? Yeah. But, you know, when you think about what can really move the needle on driving LTV, on driving stickiness, on decreasing churn, on increasing adoption, it has everything to do with the reason why the customer came in initially, which is the product. So CX and CS can enable that. They can empower that. They can be an advocate and an ambassador for that. Be the language speaker, right? But we have to plug into the greater ecosystem of what the purpose of the product is and why did the customer come in and how do we enable and how do we support that. So when you have that mindset shift that it's not us versus them, it's not does the business want to invest or not, it's about how do I help and enable the business? How do I encourage them and talk in their language and then bring my thought leadership as a frontline you know, CXCS leader, even as an agent? How do I bring my leadership? I mean, everyone is a CEO of their own job, right? So right. how do I bring my leadership day to day to demonstrate, like you mentioned what Gene Bliss mentioned in Chief Customer Officer, 
with the power course to demonstrate to these power cores how we can get a seat at the table, mm -hmm. how we can be an influencer and to help them see the picture that's in front of them when sometimes they may have a different pair of glasses or vision on. We clarify that vision to help them see it with greater clarity and greater understanding, and then they can make better decisions. I think that's so important. It's fantastic. Great stuff. Well, we have another solution, which is around how do we get the best talent in the world and associate them with the needs of these different organizations? How do we do that, Jerry? I mean, it's a great question. It's really one of the reasons why, you know, Scott and I created Officium is we believed inherently that people kind of live where they want to live and they work where they either want to or have to work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There's a lot of different situations come up in natural as families come together, as people make life decisions, right? And sometimes those align really well with careers and, and growing professionally, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes people make sacrifices, right? And so we believe that there's kind of millions of workers out there across the globe that have these latent talents that they're not able to use because the opportunities aren't within 25 miles of their house, right? right. And so when we were thinking and dreaming about Officium, we wanted to create a marketplace that made it possible for those latent talents or a supply of talents across the world to be connected with demand nodes or clients, people that needed that work. Mm -hmm. And we, we believe firmly that that was possible, especially in the CX area. You can almost think about it as, for lack of a better term, kind of Uber plus Accenture of, of CX, right? Combining those two things mm -hmm. and creating a, a meaningful, valuable experience uh, for the workers, as well as a best-in-class type of transformational experience for the clients. And so that's, that's why we built the company out. That's kind of one component of it. Mm -hmm. The second component is, you know, we believed there's a transformation in the way people wanted to get paid, right? You know, there's normal U.S. dollar, there's other currencies, euro, the yen all across the world. There's lots of different currencies, right? But what you've seen that's coming on the scene over the last decade with the vengeance is cryptocurrency, is being paid in non-conventional in-game or in-product currency. And we're seeing this transformation over time, and there's just billions and billions of dollars that are being invested you know, in cryptocurrency. We have a wonderful incubation partner that we started out with, Forte Labs, that has a beautiful product where you know, folks can come in on their gaming platform and integrate cryptocurrency capabilities right inside their video game. And so really thinking through the future of where payment goes, we also believe that payments will cross borders soon and that many people will want to get paid in non-conventional ways uh, because that's the direction of where the world is going around payments and currencies. And so we wanted to, to beta test that out as a company and really try it out in our marketplace. And so we're finding that there's a lot of interest not only in people working you know, where they live, kind of a, a decentralized work model, but connecting those people with high-value clients that want to deliver that best-in-class CX experience, whether it's with a CS professional, whether it's in development, whether it's in QA, but across that whole player journey that you talked about earlier, that customer journey, we're finding these professionals that really want to plug into the marketplace and want to help these clients become best-in-class, but also have a more flexible, nimble lifestyle. So we're, we're finding that's a key answer to helping companies deliver that LTV value is by getting these high-tier, really quality folks, but getting them in a different way than they've got them in the past. Yeah. How exciting. There's just so many interesting variables that are going on right now 
that, that make this, as you say, a light bulb moment in the industry. It's a transition point and, and a very exciting one. I think a good one for us as customer service, as CX professionals, I don't think we've even necessarily hit our stride yet. I, I think our ability to impact and influence our organizations positively is only going to continue to increase in the months and years to come. Totally agree. Great. Well, to recap quickly here, we got our three solutions. Number one, unite the language of the organization around uh, CLV and more advanced CX metrics to really be able to demonstrate the value of the work, establishing that common language. Number two, generating allies with this work, bringing people with you, inspiring others to care about CX and to demonstrate how customer experience can help solve their problems, shifting that mentality. And then number three, tapping into these new innovative opportunities that are out there with with workplace professionals being all over the place and and cryptocurrency and all these things that are going on uh, by us being on the front end of that not being a victim of those things but but being a driving force inside of the, this new economy this experienced economy that is out there we can really maximize and show the value of CX work so thank you so much Jerry your Twitter handle CX underscore visionary I believe is that correct that's correct you are truly a CX visionary so thank you for everything that you're doing and look forward to our next episode episode three coming at you very soon till then make experiences that matter thank you